Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Um, it's going to be a pretty typical and quick Thursday show. Nice of you to join me, though, once again. Love chatting with you about the league. Much to discuss, always. Um, let's get right into tonight's matchup. And not a real barn burner. Another division Thursday game. Um, the Browns are at Baltimore. And start with the Ravens. You know, I talk about it all the time. I mean, they're like that hockey team that mucks it up and is a grinding type team and plays really hard and well coached and um, keeps everything close. And in the end, if they get a, get a good bounce, they end up with the victory. And that's really their formula. They played a pretty darn good game against the Steelers. Well, they played really, really well on defense, especially their run defense last week. Um, but, man, I still have a lot of questions about their offense. They need guys like Dixon and Perryman to step up. Flacco hasn't played great. But this is the remedy, you know. I mean, the, the Browns' defense, man, I mean, it's in the conversation for worst in the league. It's really bad right now. Um, I would imagine that Cleveland will not be able to run the ball. Like I mentioned, their run defense for Baltimore is very, very good. That's going to put a lot of stress on their quarterback, obviously. Uh, I think the Browns receivers can do really well. And I urge you, I just wrote, wrote an article about Coleman and Pryor. Um, Pryor's a kid, well, he's not a kid anymore, that I remember coming out of, out of uh, Jeanette High School here in Pittsburgh. He was like the recruit of the year across the country, rightfully so. Unbelievably talented um, but I'm really happy for the transition he's made to receiver, and I think he can be a star. I also am really high on Coleman. So those two might kind of break out tonight against, you know, average corners, average pass rush. That's the Browns' hope. You know, I mean, I think that's got to be the play. Uh, Duke Johnson could catch a fair amount of passes as well, but that's a lot of pressure, to you know, to put on a Cleveland quarterback. And... Uh, it's going to be Kessler, and he hasn't played poorly. You know, I mean, he's okay. I mean, he's going to have to play really well, though. But I'm not super excited about the, the like I said, the Ravens' offense either. I mean, are they going to score 30? I'd be shocked, even as bad as the Browns are on defense. I think the spread in this game's like 10 points, and I understand it's in Baltimore, and I get that, but, man, I mean, I have a hard time picking the Ravens minus 10 against anybody. And, and we're not here to talk uh, talk lines or anything, but that shocked me. And the Browns are bad. I mean, they're really, really bad. But uh, I just don't see Baltimore running away and hiding. I mean, uh, I would like to see Perryman come and have a big game. I'd love to see Dixon have a big game. And maybe this is breakout time for the Ravens. But in the end, I think it's more of a 17-13 2013 Ravens win, something like that. Not a lot of big plays. I think a lot of you and a lot of Twitter will be saying, 
boy, another stinker than primetime NFL. You know, this is a bummer. And I don't think it's going to be a super entertaining game. It might be a competitive game. Um, the Ravens need this one for sure. Uh, the second half of their schedule is very difficult this season. So uh, they need to get them when they can to keep up with, with Cincinnati. And they did beat Pittsburgh. That's big. But, uh, man, I can't say I'm super excited about um, the Ravens just walking away with this one. It was an easy victory. But... Uh, you look at the round schedule, and they they might not have a win on it. I mean, this this might be one of their best chances going forward uh, to get a victory on a short week against a, a flawed team. And I mean, can, Brown's gonna be zero and sixteen. That's unreal. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. All right, I know that was kind of a short recap, but I don't have a lot to discuss about that game. We'll talk more about it tomorrow after viewing it, obviously. Um, it's a, a win, obviously, the Ravens need to get. I mean, it's, it's I guess, same is true for the Browns. I mean, look at their schedule. That's It's one of the winnable games, I suppose. But again, they're a 10-point dog. <laughs> On the road, Baltimore's tough place to play. Um, I think Pryor and Coleman will have to go crazy in order to get that W, or Flacco's going to have to play a really bad game, that's certainly possible, or uh, really lose on special teams, uh, I don't know, but anyways, sorry, I wish I had more to give you on that, but now it's Twitter Thursday, um, I was asked, what are my thoughts on Tyrell Williams, first off, he's been banged up lately, and Chargers receivers seem to be one of those positions around the league, like, Browns quarterbacks, where nobody can stay healthy. You know, going back, people forget Stevie Johnson was scheduled to start way back when. You know, they were going to play Benjamin Allen and Stephen John Stevie Johnson. It was their plan this offseason, and Benjamin hasn't been healthy. Allen's out for the season. Johnson was the first to fall. It's crazy. But anyways, I think they have a find in Terrell Williams. I mean, I don't think he's a product of Rivers being a great player and manufacturing him. I think he's legit and. Really interesting going forward. Uh, I like the dimensions he brings. He's a size guy that they haven't really had. Um, you know, the three guys I mentioned aren't don't look like him when they walk in the door. I think he's a really good athlete that is smooth, but also has some explosion to him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a find, and I don't think receivers a need for them. You include Hunter Henry in that, that, you know, you look at the Chargers offseason, I don't see a lot of gaping holes for them to fix. And, you know, maybe they add a receiver, but if you go with Stevie Johnson, Allen, Tyrell Williams, Henry, Benjamin, and guys like Inman, I mean, that's pretty darn good. I mean, uh, and so, yeah, I think he's one of the, the pleasant surprises uh, of the Chargers season for sure. Uh, next question, will the Colts build on the Green Bay win, or is this a 7 or 8 win team like we expect? I think it's a 7 or 8 win team like we expect. 
I think they can still win that division. I mean, they can win nine games. Um, I'm starting to lean towards them as the division winner. That is faint praise, to say the least. And really, the reasoning is I think their line's a little better than people give it credit for. I mean, I don't think it's horrible. Um, I think Gore is a sustainer, and that's a compliment right now. I mean, they they have a running game that they can basically count on. Um, the receivers are healthy. Uh, that's big. Uh, Luck's a superstar. I mean, I, I think Luck is playing the best of his career, and that says a lot. I mean, that's he's much improved from a year ago. I mean, he's amongst the best quarterbacks in the league and that doesn't get talked about. People talking about Carr and Stafford and Ryan as, man, these guys took the next step. Well, Luck's taking a big step too. And I would take him over all those guys. And I would argue that he's having a better year than all those guys. So you got, I mean, that that's the feather in the cap, obviously. I mean, that's the, the thing that this team has going for them. And now their secondary is healthier. I think that's huge. You know, Vontae Davis being back. But, I mean, they're flawed. I mean, they're, they're not a very well-built team. <clears throat> they do have a pretty easy schedule going forward. Um, and it's the easiest schedule per football outsiders of anyone in that division. Although Jacksonville and Houston... Uh, aren't all that far behind. None of them have really, really tough slates, mostly because they all play each other, which is... <laughs> uh, say what you want about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where I think they are. I mean, I, I, again, I, 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 Luck is the, the guy that doesn't get talked about, that usually gets talked about, that should get talked about as a superstar in this league. This is a tough one. Why could Kubiak get the Ravens' offense rolling while every other coordinator either struggles or fails? Caldwell the exception. First of all, Kubiak's really good at what he does. Yeah, you know, I mean, in terms of offensive play designers, play callers, I mean, he's a head coach now. I mean, he he moved on past coordinator stand, you know, standing, and he was a head coach for a long time for the Houston Texans and. Uh, he's a legit NFL head coach. You know, he's not a bottom of the barrel guy that's going to get canned in the next you know year or two and you know be out of that job. I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean, I think his scheme is tried and true, going back to Shanahan and the Broncos and Terrell Davis, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but I still think you know, and even right now. Baltimore, I talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show, that Baltimore should be better on offense. You know what I mean? I mean, Flacco's still uneven. And if you remember, he's coming off injury. And I don't know if he's ever looked as sharp all year. And I'm not blaming the injuries because I am a bit of a Flacco apologist. I recruited him to Pitt. Uh, and I think he gets a little bit of a bum rap. I mean, there's been a lot of turnover there. But, you know, they let a guy like Kelechi or Semelico. I mean, I know this isn't what you asked, but... Man, you watch the Raiders Broncos and it's like, man, how does how do you let Kalecio Semele leave? And I understand that the Flacco contract really hurts them with free agency and trying to keep their own or go outside the organization. But man, I mean, it'd be nice to have that guy. Holy cow! Um, and to be honest, uh, if you go to DraftHistory.com and look at the Ravens, Ozzy hasn't drafted spectacularly. Lately, you know, I mean, he needs to. I mean, is Perriman going to be hit? I don't know. I still have faith, 
But, you know, I don't know. I'm not dodging the question. I don't have a great answer why. I think the, the, the talent level's average at best. You know, it's not as good as, obviously, 15 teams out there on offense. The quarterback is probably in the 10 to 15, 10 to 16, 17 range when you're ranking quarterbacks. There has been a lot of turnover, um, but they don't seem to, they should be better. What's their identity? You know, I mean, who's their, what do they do really well? I mean, they've always had a deep threat and Flacco's always thrown that well. And trust me, Steeler fans around here believe that they're the best team in the league at drawing deep pass interference calls. I'm not sure I disagree, by the way. Um, and they're always good on special teams. They're always, you know, the defense is always, they're kind of their cornerstone. Um, but they should be better. I mean, uh, it, it's a pretty plodding offense, and they were very unimpressive against the Steelers. All right, AFC West, Chiefs or Raiders? Broncos got the D, but poor O. All three in the playoffs. Who wins division and why? Chargers are still really good, and we talked about them, but I'm not going to include them in the conversation, although I kind of want to. If they would have one more win, maybe, or, you know, one of those really close wins that how do you lose that game type of game, uh, maybe we'd be talking Chargers, too. To answer your question, one team's going to come out of the South. The Patriots are going to come out of the East, and I would really be shocked if Buffalo or Miami ends up as a playoff team. Maybe two teams come out of the North, and I don't think Baltimore would be one of them. Steelers and uh, Bengals, possibly. But if I had to put a chip down, I would say Denver, Kansas City, and Oakland are all playoff teams. Denver's probably third in that division. It was either yesterday or the day before I was really talking about, I think you got to go to Paxton Lynch soon. And I know that's a hairy situation and a tough thing when you're the Super Bowl champs and you're very much a competitor. But I think it's time. I mean, I, I want to see him. I think he would do wonders for the offense, but there would be growing pains. And you said they have the D, and they do have the D. But the D's gotten exposed a little bit too. People are running on them. People are keeping them in base personnel and attacking their linebackers like Atlanta did so well. So there's no doubt that this D isn't only a step below the historically great one we saw last year, but probably two steps. Kansas City is a very, very solid football team. Well coached, get Justin Houston back. But I think I'm going to take the Raiders to win the division. I mean, they have the, the best record. Uh, this win over, over Denver was quite convincing. Um, we talk, you know, we've, everyone's talked up Carr, and rightfully so. He's played well, and, and they have weapons. But I think that that running game will travel because of the line. I mean, when the going gets tough late in the year, it'll overcome a lot of problems that are bound to happen to any team between now and the end of the season. And I think the defense is rounding into form led by Khalil Mack. So, again, I think this is the best division in the league, highly competitive division, Clearly the best number four team in the league. Um, there's no weak team. And my power ranks, look at yesterday, prove those. So I guess I'm going to go Raiders, Chiefs, Denver, San Diego. But, you know, it's I'm not you know, betting the farm on that. Um, and checking it now, Kansas City has the toughest schedule than Denver in the division. So... Oakland's is pretty favorable. 
so uh, that, that backs my point up a little bit. Last question. Is Tomlin going to be on the hot seat? I know he's a good coach, but his record against bad teams, he needs to be held accountable. Well, I'm 43 years old. I was born in 1973, and as you all know, I'm a Pittsburgher through and through. I've seen three head coaches in my lifetime. Three. I mean, Chuck Knoll, <laughs> Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. So clearly this isn't exactly a hasty Browns-like organization. And I don't think Tomlin's on the hot seat at all. I mean, the Steelers are highly competitive. But I will say they should be better than a 500 team, considering their talent. They haven't won a playoff in quite a while. They've struggled against the Ravens the last, you know, for a while now, even though Baltimore has not been the powerhouse that they were once were, the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed years, Nada and those guys. Um, the most troubling thing to me about Tomlin is, like what you mentioned, is you know the, the record on the road against sub-500 teams isn't troubling. It's awful. I mean, it's awful. And it's not like it's a four or five game sample size. You know, you guys know me well enough that sometimes in football you just don't have a big enough sample size to, to judge these things. But man, it is an absolute, it's not even a trend. I mean, it's just a fact that they don't do well on the road against lesser teams, you know, teams that aren't very good in the league. That's inexcusable to me, man. I mean, that's here and there is fine, but two or three of those losses every year. You know, that, that it, you just miss the playoffs because of that. Or you end up having to go to New England because of it. Or Denver, as opposed to hosting the game. And, you know, the you know, Browns fans are probably like, that's the worst problem you got. You know, I mean, like, that's like when Patriot fans, you know, cry about things. It's like, dude, your, your problems aren't that bad. But, you know, I mean, you could say that they've underachieved with a franchise stud Hall of Fame quarterback and a very good roster especially over the last five years or so. And, you know, there's always an excuse. And I do think he's a good coach. And I think the players respond to him. I don't think he's wonderful on game day. Um, If the second half of the season goes awful and they have a very easy schedule, relatively speaking, um, they're healthy. And I, you know, feel like an idiot because I said coming out of their bye, I expected them to beat the Ravens and then roll over the league in really impressive fashion for the second half of the season. And that could still happen. I mean, this Dallas game is such a Steelers type of game. They're favored in that game. Dallas and Pittsburgh, and they're favored in that game, which Vegas knows things. Um, And they could win that game by 20. You know, they beat the Chiefs badly, and Kansas City's a really good team. So, you know, we might be talking, everyone might be you know, blowing up the Steelers after beating Dallas this week. That's very possible because that's also a Tomlin trend. But if the second half of the season, they would happen to go two and six or, you know, three and five, I think you start the discussion of should Tomlin be on the hot seat or not. But again, I mean, it's the most stable job in the league. And that formula has worked extremely well. I mean, that... I think that's one of the mistakes that is made around the league way, way too often. Our owners and decision makers are just not um, 
patient enough and let coaches and staffs install their uh, their system and change things the way they want and build teams they want. And obviously the Steelers are not to blame for that. All right, guys, check out the rest of the Locked On Network. This was fun. We're going to pick games tomorrow. That's a wrap. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.